got a very special guest this morning with me, Professor David Engen. I mentioned he was going to be coming in, and he is a professor of communication studies here at Minnesota State University. He used to host a show for many years called Listen to Your Folks. Good morning, Dr. Engen. Hey, how you doing, Karen? I could call you Dave, probably. I hope right. you will. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, you hosted Listen to Your Folks for a long time. I don't. Do you know? Remember the years that you were on? I don't remember what years it was, but it was fifteen years total. I feel like it was maybe two thousand three to or four to eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, and you did a bunch of folky songs and stuff. But another part of what you've really been interested in is in storytelling in your job as a professor. So, talk a little bit about that history and how you got so involved with storytelling. Yeah, well, for many years now, I've been doing audio storytelling in in my courses and, and on my own as well. A um, bunch of years ago, maybe 2005 or six, um, I, I wanted to learn how to do this audio storytelling stuff because I really liked what I was listening to. So I went down to Duke University's Center for Documentary Studies where they, they teach you how to do this sort of thing. And matter of fact, John Bewin was my teacher down there, and uh, many people know that name here locally. And then I started trying to teach my students how to create audio stories about, really about the Mankato community for the most part. And then you also wrote a book that basically was a story of the history here of Front Street. Let's chat a little bit about that actual book that you did. Yeah, a different kind of project uh, focused on sort of oral history interviews, I guess is how it connects to the audio. But John Cross, the photographer John Cross and I did a uh, project on the Wagon Wheel Cafe. And I think that the uniting tie there was that book, we featured 50 regulars of the cafe and how the cafe mattered in their life, but also who they were as, as human beings. And I think the connecting tissue between the audio storytelling and the Wagon Wheel Project is just that that sort of focus on, on people talk about like extraordinary everyday stories, but just, you know, individuals who probably aren't going to be featured in the newspaper or in a book, uh, but have really significant things to say about, uh, about, about this world. And that's what I do with the audio uh, classes that I teach too. Students go out and they do stories and profiles and features uh, of people and places that you know, might not always be might not always be told or talked about. I think you were being cool before cool is cool because you yeah, started doing. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm so very, cool. That's very common. <laughs> People often think of me as cool, but continue, Karen. <laughs> well, no, but you were doing audio stories way before you know podcasting. Now everybody wants to have a podcast or do a podcast, but you were doing this before we even really had podcasts. I think, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think I was cool. Let's be clear. But I think you're cool. Audio storytelling, you know, has been going on forever, and it did just take off with right. with podcasting, right? And so it is now hip and interesting and cool, whereas it used to be radio, right. which you know wasn't as cool. Yeah, and you, you know, you used to listen. You used to only hear it pretty much on public radio. Yep. And nowhere else. But now everybody, you can just push a button and hear a podcast on whatever topic that you want. So students probably before weren't that interested, but you've really incorporated as a part of your classes. And so how did that evolve? Well, I used to teach, well, and I still teach a course called Communication and Community. Mm -hmm. And uh, we always did about half the class was spent making an audio story about the community. And so I would teach students how to do interviews with audio equipment, how to collect sound, how to edit stories, et cetera, et cetera. And actually, students loved it right from the start. Most. There's always a few who who didn't. But (laughs) um, because it was was really fun. It was artistic. It was, uh, there's something really significant about and, and intimate about like listening to people's stories and about like 
you know, putting a microphone in front of somebody and having them share something about their life. Students seem pretty into it. And now the Department of Communication Studies is merging with mass media, the Department of Mass Media. And so we're becoming a Department of Communication and Media. And there's been more interest in an actual audio storytelling class, like one full class where we do this, you know, uh, for a whole semester. Is that what you teach now? Is it called audio stories or what, what yeah. do you call that? It's, well, it's a special topics course right now. And so it uh, means I've taught it once. I'm teaching it again. It's not on the books yet, but it's a class called audio storytelling. And then that's today we're, what we're going to hear is some of that work. So. Oh, wonderful. You know, one of the things I was curious if more people are signing up for these classes because they, because of the podcasting, that students are like, yeah, I want to know how to do that. I think it's hard to know. I guess I had I did have a lot of students this semester or fall when I taught it who seemed really interested in it. I guess it's hard to know exactly what makes them sign up. I will say that a lot of the students now do listen to podcasts. They often listen to the to podcasts that are a little more interview based, which is which is great, you know, Joe Rogan experience or whatever. And um, the work that we do is a little bit more. Uh, we're producing short stories with layered sounds and stuff, and neither is better or worse, but it's like meticulous work. You know, you might. Mm-hmm go out and collect 10 hours of recording and use two minutes of it to make the story, right? Yeah, it, it's, uh, it, in some ways, it's it's tedious. I mean, because yeah. I've, I've put these stories together, and, and but it's fun when you when it goes together and it works, it, it works and it's great. Yeah, well, and it's nice to, I think the students really appreciate doing, doing something real, right? It feels really real to put it together, you know? Well, let's talk about how you have approached this in your class as an assignment and what we're going to hear today. Sure. So um, one of the assignments in my audio storytelling class was to go out um, and do a feature, sometimes on a person or a place, in the greater Mankato community. And so we've got a bunch of good work that the students did throughout the semester. They were three to four minute stories, and they worked in teams of two. And what we wanted to do, and you were gracious enough to allow this to happen, is we wanted to start a segment on your show, which we're calling uh, the Audio Storytelling Showcase. And once a week, Mondays at 11, um, my students will introduce an audio story that was that was completed in that class. So there were four students, um, and they introduced themselves in a minute when we hit play, but there were four students after the class that wanted to continue on and become almost like podcast hosts mm-hmm. with the content being stories that were created in class. So you're going to hear today... Um, I think three out of the four students. I think Jacob Sparrow comes in next week's work. He's awesome, and he's one of the one of the four. Um, but these students were sitting around in a podcast studio that we're setting up, and they uh, were talking to each other a little bit about the work, and then they then they play a story that was created about the uh, Circle Inn comedy night in Mankato. So that's what we're going to hear that's now. That's what we're going to hear, yeah. Circle Inn comedy night. Yep. Uh, I've never been to it, so this will be an introduction for me and, as well. Yep, and the students will start off talking and then they'll move to the story all right here we go so have you watched a stand-up comedy before you know are you too i have seen a couple of them but i haven't really around mankato isn't there some place around mankato where we could watch stand-up comedy yeah i suppose we are going to find out today and the audio story showcase today will feature a story done by Catherine and tommy from communication studies class in the last full semester and their story is about the Sunday comedy night in North Mankato, and they are both here with us today. Hi, Catherine Tommy. How's it going, guys? Hey. 
We're doing well today. We're really glad to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the story that we're going to listen to today? Yeah, so we did a story telling thing. We had to go to the community, and um, Professor Ingen gave us a good idea to go to this the Circle Inn and Comedy Night, and Catherine and I had really no idea what it was, and we went down there, and we interviewed um, the guy who runs it, Dan, which you'll hear his voice a lot in the piece, and then we went there on Sunday night where they have Comedy Night, and we just um, talked to a lot of the comics and what they think, talked to some audience members, and uh, yeah, they gave us a great, it was a great time. They gave us a lot of stuff to have, so yeah, it was fun. Do you have anything, Catherine? Uh, no, yeah, it, it was a really fun experience, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this piece. Sounds great. Well, here's what they found out. All right, so I'm outside and I'm making my way into the door for comedy night. Uh, comedy open mics are so strange because it only works if the audience is listening. How's everybody? Thanks very much. Me too. I, uh, I woke up this morning with, I think, a great first line for a blues song. I mean, comedy, there's something intimate and personal about it and challenging. You know, what if you don't make people laugh? You know, what if what you think is funny isn't all that sort of stuff rolling through my head? And so when I did it for the first time, it went over quite well to where now I look forward to doing it every week. So... And a strength of what we do here is that a lot of the performers are coming from relatable life experiences, not just imitating their favorite comic. This, this woman's dancing, she's like standing right in front of me, and she said, you look scared. <laughs> and I didn't know, I, all I said back was, yes. It really feels like a family, and everyone's kind of working on their comedy. It doesn't feel very cutthroat. It doesn't feel like anyone is like being judgmental or like trying to put out their best set. It's just like a bunch of people working on their comedy, and I really love that about the place. The people who really come back in the audience like get it. You know, this person might not be their cup of tea, but the next person might. Um, and you kind of learn to appreciate the wide variety of styles and perspectives. Yo! Yo! Hello! My God, this room is so intimate! I love it. You guys like the jacket? You like the jacket? Yeah? Yeah, my grandmother, my grandmother beaded that, you know? What did your grandmother make? Socks? You know, Cookies. it's like nothing else I've ever done. You know, it's like jumping off of a cliff and then knowing you're going to land at the bottom fine. You know, it's, oh, cool. it's, it's not therapy, but it's like something that just, it just makes you feel, it makes you feel good as a person to know that other people are happy. I think one of the things that's important about performing comedy is like the more you see someone perform, the more you can kind of like understand where they're going when they start. I want to be stuffed and mounted in a nice shiny black 
French maid's costume with this wig on. It's just it's a good time when we're here, and then we go back to our ordinary little Clark Kent lives. It, there's something about all of us getting to know each other and kind of like sharing our experiences and listening to one another, and it is a unique bond. I feel like a freaking Emmy Award or something. A lot of people have come up, they've watched a few, and then been like, well, if that person can do it, I can do it. Or they get inspired by, I always say cozy about this room. like the cozy Tonight I went up and said, hey, hello, how are you doing? He says, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm going to watch this one more time, and then I'm going to go up maybe next week. So that's the exciting part, is when people uh, do it for the first time. They take that deep breath and do it. That's been Danny V. That was a great story. Thank you so much. I really loved just the different personalities that you can hear from all those people that you interviewed. So um, what was it like going in there for the first time? Did you know really what to expect? Uh, no, really didn't. Uh, it was actually, it was interesting. It was kind of, you know, awkward with all the equipment and stuff and us getting used to doing that. Uh, but it was really fun and I'm we're both just super grateful of all the people who allowed us to interview them and for Dan letting us capture the sound of that space. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Have you two had any like previous like work and audio story telling thing before taking a class? No, I have not. Um, I have actually, this is my first time doing it. Um, I know we did the piece earlier in the class, but yeah, this is the only thing. Um, I listen to podcasts a lot, so I like kind of got a sense of that and then listen to a lot of things that Professor Ingen produced while we were in class. And then, yeah, that's where I kind of got my start. And then this is my first actual piece. So, Yeah, same here. I've uh, just been an avid podcast listener for a really long time. And it was fun to try it out for ourselves. Yeah, the piece went really well together. I liked how there were noises in the background. And then you could also hear people talking. And it switched from one thing to the other really nicely. So, um was it difficult to get that audio? Did you have to kind of pull people aside to get in a quiet space? And Yeah, that was the diff- most difficult part, I think. We had to pull people aside and do the interviews, like you were saying. And then, it, I mean, it was we were outside of the bar. So there's cars going past, and there's people walking, and they were talking and stuff like that. It was windy. So we had to, like, cover the mic from the wind and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, that was the most difficult part, to have that just, like, that solid sound that you hear, but I think we did a pretty good job. Um, I think it came together nicely. Great. This is the last question, but uh, what do you think that this place offers in the community? What is the value of this place in Mankato community? Well, a lot of the comics are saying they don't, they've never met each other. And um, when they see each other outside, they'll just say hi and whatnot. But when they go to the bar and see each other, it's like, you know, it's like uh their, their, their friend, they made a new friend, is what I should say. They, they, it's a great relationship, building community. All of them are super close-knit, and there's no judgmental at all. Everyone's trying to work on their craft and their comedy. And, um, yeah, there's no judgment, and everyone is pretty tight. It's, it's, it's a really cool community to be around. Yeah, it's definitely it's a welcoming place for people to explore comedy. Great, great. So uh, is there anything else that you two wants to add? Uh, yeah, so if anyone's ever interested in going to this uh, comedy open mic, it's every Sunday, and sign-up is at 7, and it starts at 
and each comedian gets five minutes each. And if you're, and also again, if you're interested, just check them out on Facebook. Again, it's Dan Bakula, and it's comedy open mic at the Circle Inn in North Mankato. And you're performing next week, right? So we'll see you there. Oof, yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Well, that was wonderful. Thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, thanks. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah, thanks Thank you. for your time. Wow, I love that they've brought us to a new place that I wasn't aware that they did this. It's a new space, as, as they mentioned, and it's a great way to, to introduce people to parts of the community that they don't know. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And I, I just am really impressed with what the students did. This was their first yeah. their first one of hosting these things and then doing the story itself. So so you have students who want to continue doing this then at all, or does it this is a one and done after they're done with the class? I think, you know, what we're doing right now, so the class was in the fall, and the four students, uh, um, Mallory, Ryutu, uh, Jacob, and uh, um, uh, Catherine, those students that you heard in this piece, and you also heard Tommy, who um, uh, Tommy was in the class and he helped make the story, but he's not hanging out with the, the, the group making the uh, making the podcast. So he's not doing the editing. Right, part. not doing that part. But those four students seem to want to continue on, and that's what we're doing. We're gonna, we're actually going to work toward a podcast. They're, they're brainstorming titles and things, but a podcast that sort of uh, explores things in our community that often are overlooked um, or that a lot of students here just might not know about. Like a lot of students just don't know about what goes on in North Mankato, right? So, yeah, so the bottom line, to answer your question, uh, so far, several students seem interested in going on. And it's exactly why we're doing this is to move past that sort of one and done thing. And we'll see how many jump on board. I know you've done, you know, Southern Minnesota News Project for years and all the different ways that students can get involved here at KMSU. Right. And we're trying, you know, we, when we used to do it, we used to do more stories where they'd be a minute to two minutes tops. And now we've expanded it after actually after COVID happened because students weren't able to come in. And so we weren't able to have them in every day like we used to. So we basically kind of changed it, the format to now it's more of a podcast. We go a little in depth. So I say, you know, you can make a story three to five minutes long or, or so and bring in more people, um, just a little deeper into the stories and I'm trying to work with bringing in the sound and I have a student now I've been working with he's one of our interns and it's foreign concept to some of them but once they catch on it's really great to see how they can make it into a, a really interesting story yeah yeah it's a it's a fun art form and in my little dream world, there would be like a, a podcasting arm. And, it, you know, that's, a, that's not that much different than The Reporter. You know, we have this excellent student newspaper producing print, uh, and that's terrific. But uh, let's, let's get even more going on with audio, which I know you've done for years. And now this new Department of Communication and Media, hopefully we'll do even more in that regard. And we've got, of course, KMSU has recently established a podcast yeah. room on one of our studios, and we've had uh, faculty and students that have been doing podcasting in there. And I know we've been working with the folks from the MSU Reporter talking about how they'd like to do some things, too, and add it as an extra piece to the MSU Reporter, because as I when, when I talked to them, when I used to be in TV, a TV news reporter, I was a TV reporter. That's what I did, TV. But when you're a news reporter now, you you might be having to do something online. You might, so it's what they call multimedia yep. specialists. So you really have to have that more rounded. So if you're a newspaper reporter, you might have to go out and grab some audio. You might have to get some visuals. So it's really expanded what that, that role is. Yeah, 
So, yeah. Dave, you're 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 helping out a lot of people to get jobs because there's not just the one dimension anymore. Yeah. Well, and other folks too in our department, you know, Lisa County uh, helped mm-hmm. work with the students who are doing a making of a maverick. Yeah. Um, and uh, she was teaching in the mass media department where they did that and others. So I'm just kind of trying to jump on board. But I do want students get a, to get a chance to do more of this stuff uh, if they want to, and they seem to. So do, when you have the students come in, are they all sorts of majors or are they mainly communications majors? Because I, I assume, is your class anyone can take or is it on a, a communication platform that you have to take so many classes in certain areas. Yeah, it's kind of both, I guess, but I think anybody can take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there are any prerequisites. It's been a special topics class, and okay. that means you know you can teach a special topics class a few times. I don't know all the rules, but before it becomes an actual class. Oh. But um, so I believe in the fall it's going to be um, uh, COM, C-O-M-M, 340, okay. which is a special topics in audio storytelling. And it will include mass media students, communication studies students, and could be anybody. All right. So for the next few weeks on Mondays at 11, we're going to be having some more of these great stories that your students have told. How many more are we going to be hearing? And I know you're not going to be coming each time, but we wanted to introduce this series with you talking about it first. Yeah, luckily for your audience, this is the only time that I will be here. <laughs> oh, Dave. And, uh, um, but, you know, we've got at least four, and I think we're going to have five, six, or seven uh, pieces that the, that, that the students sort of, um, uh, you know, create little episodes, if you will. That's wonderful. I hope you have more because I I just think it's great to have the students telling the stories because I think that, you know, I'm older. And you're a little older too, not as old as me. <laughs> no, but it's it's we're we're, close. we're we're yeah yeah, and so it's nice to have the the younger perspective, and even my kids who are now teens will, you know, mom's a boomer, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're yeah. I don't want to joke too much about age, uh, but yeah, it's. It's, it's okay. There. And but the students do, actually, what's funny is they do, like sometimes we'll hear a story, I think in two weeks, you know, and this student did this piece about stress and anxiety in college. And like she was listening to some really clever stuff that I didn't know. And I mean, the students can do really unique things if we just sometimes step out of the way a little bit. Right. And, you know, we're working to uh, do more of that at our noon show. It's the, the show that we've got students playing their kind of music. And obviously it's not our kind necessarily. And, and telling the story their things that they're interested in and I, I just love it because they're the they're the future right anything so. else you'd like to add miss dr engen no thank you for having us and yeah. and again thanks to, to to my students for for doing this like i said i see it almost as like the cube critics you know where yeah. once a week you you hit play and we'll hear from these students playing work of uh, that, that they have created and that their classmates have created and i'm going to be putting these stories on our kmsu podcast i'll put it under the Southern Minnesota News Project. It's not directly that, but they're student stories. So if people want to listen to these great stories, that's an opportunity. As we say, we've got this new streaming app, which have you uh, put it on your phone I've yet? got the app on my phone, yeah. You're the best, yep. They can just put it on their Apple or Android device, and then you can click what you want to hear. And in this case, it'll be under Southern Minnesota News Project. It'll be stories told by students and really interesting stuff. Thanks, Dave. you're getting old. You know how to use an app and everything. Well, uh, you know what? It was funny because Dwayne, um, he goes, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do it for you. And then he <laughs> and Tim and Kim from down the hall all watch me as I was doing it. And I'm I'm just like, just wait. Okay, now what do I do? What do I do? And it, it was like a big um, celebration when Karen figured it out. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe you are old. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I usually talk to my 15-year-old and he tells me what to do. So 
It's okay. All right. Thanks, David. Yeah, thanks always, for having me. Take you care. You bet. All right. David Engen, our professor here at Minnesota State University, doing some wonderful things with students in storytelling.